Welcome to the Razan Worship Songwriting Podcast, episode 60. I'm Joel Payne. I'm Sam Hargreaves. And this is a podcast to equip and inspire grassroots songwriters serving their local church. In this episode, we'll be dissecting the classic song Adoration by Brenton Brown and setting off on this year's 12 song challenge in the company of new friends and begin by exploring how to write epiphany songs. Happy epiphany, Sam. Happy New Year. Oh, yeah. Happy New Year and epiphany, Sam. 2020. 2020. Yeah. Feels significant. It is significant, isn't it? Do you remember the millennium? I do very do well. Yeah. Turning millennial. I do. Yeah. Are you a millennial? No, I'm just Gen X. Are you? I think yeah, I must so be then. This explains the massive differences between me and Sarah. Is she a millennial? She's, she's <laughs> just millennial, and she's totally like, no, don't phone them, text them, and I'm like, oh, why yeah. don't we just phone them? I don't think that's but, yeah. to do with millennial and Gen X, is it? Oh, it is totally. Yeah. Don't think it's introvert extrovert. Is the bit that as well. You know the X they... in, in Gen X doesn't stand for extrovert. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm no. Gen I in that case. I'm, I'm all just like proper angsty, you know, Gen X. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And she, she's you're, like proper. You're all Radiohead. She's all S Club 7. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. That's it. Yeah. It's nice. Um, welcome to new listeners. We reckon we might have a bunch of new listeners this January for 2020. Um, Hello. Because we're kicking off the 12 song challenge. So we thought rather than the usual waffle, uh, we might uh, just tell you a little bit about ourselves and Razan Worship and what we do here on this podcast, just so you kind of get to know us a bit. Or you could listen back through 59 episodes and you'd know us very well. Totally should. Totally should. In fact, why haven't been? binge it in when you're having the january blues just yeah. binge our podcast and we will lift your spirits oh that's nice isn't it yeah yeah I think um, we could, so you know, uh help. so just tell you a quick bit about resound worship um we've been kicking on for about 12 13 years these days and we're basically a bunch of songwriters and we got together to try and write songs together um and especially to do it in a really sort of collaborative way where we bring songs and um, hack away at them together and uh, help each other critique, encourage, hone, refine and so on. Developed a bit of a kind of a style and approach for writing. Um, and then we put those songs out there. We have a website and then gradually over the years we've thought, well, there's lots of other people writing songs in local churches. So can we find some things to do that would help and encourage them? And so we run workshops and retreats, we just um, published a little book and um, we also do this podcast just so we can be beamed straight into your homes or straight into your ears in fact mm. um if you're a local church songwriter um sam just tell us a little bit about yourself okay um i live in luton with my wife and two kids and uh, in the past i have worked for churches as worship pastors or whatever they called it at the time um and then i worked a bit for london school of theology in the worship department there for about five years and i still go back and do bits of guest lecturing there but my main thing is that I do something called Engage Worship, which is um, resources and training for local churches. Um, we do books, we do online free resources, we go around and do training days and events. Um, and yeah, that's we. I've been doing that full time for about three years. We've been going for about ten years doing that, and um, and then been involved with Resound since the beginning, since the, uh, since the birth, yeah, since its conception. Yeah. Uh, well, well you see your yeah, baby you really wasn't that. it sam you you it was you pulled it all together 
It was originally, yeah. It was. Um, so we we come out of this thing called Jubilate, uh, who'd been going for, have been going for, well, since the sixties, really. Yeah. Um, doing uh, new hymns, hymn revisions, hymn books, uh, song books, but they were feeling like they wanted a new expression. And so they said to me, well, if you came on to the, to the board and would you start something new? I'm not entirely sure. They, they quite thought I was going to do quite as much as we did. <laughs> no, we, <should. laughs> we were like, we're going to have a new name and a new website. And, you know, we'll be a, we'll be an offspring rather than yeah. just a little, little song wing of Jubilate. But, you know, it's, it's exciting because actually now there's life in both Jubilate and in Rizal. Yeah. So it's, it's kind of like you have a child. You haven't the faintest idea what you're letting yourself in for, have you? Before, <laughs> before you have one. Um, and now we're a precocious teenager, so you know. oh yeah, we are. Yeah, we are. We are quite moody. If you catch us on the wrong day, um, uh, I'll introduce myself as well. I'm Joel. Um, I live in Loughborough, which is sort of right in the centre of England. If you're listening from outside the country, and. Um, I, like Sam, used to work as a worship pastor for a number of years, uh, different churches and so on, um, have done, have also worked for LST a bit at one point and also mm. for Nexus Institute of Creative Arts, I do a bit of lecturing for now, but my main thing is running Resound Worship, which I've been doing that uh, actually as a job for, I don't know, five, six years, something like that, maybe longer. Um, it's pretty good. It's pretty exciting. So uh, yeah. Yeah, it's a privilege. It's what I would do if I woke up in the morning and I didn't have to work. This is what I would do. Awesome. I just wouldn't do it every day. <laughs> it would depend if there's any cricket on, basically. <laughs> Excellent. Let's dissect a classic. Dissect a classic. This is our regular feature where we take a classic song and we dissect it to try and work out what makes it tick and what makes it a good song that people are singing all over the place. We've... Uh, I drew up a list, actually, Sam, of all the ones oh, yeah. we've covered over the last oh, send it to me. 60 episodes. Yeah, there's some there's some great ones in there. Like episode one, Hark the Herald. Episode Can't four, get better than that. Be Still for the Presence of the Lord. Episode 15, Shout to the Lord. Well, we've got Blessed Be Your Name. In Christ Alone, Cornerstone, Rag and Bone. <laughs> Made that one up. <laughs> I'd be interested... Um, maybe you can post that on the Facebook page or something yeah. and then people could pitch in and say, oh, you've missed this or oh, I'd love yeah. to see you do this That's or I could, I could give you some input on this or because um, I bet there are some gaps. Yeah. And I, I've also started to feel that we are very, I mean, we do the odd hymn yeah. and we, we did a Teze one once, but we are obviously very Britain, Europe, America based. Yeah, that's true. Uh, so it'd be interesting to see if we could if we could branch out branch out a bit wider than that as well. So this month we are turning. Have I just said what we're looking at already or not? I can't remember. No, you haven't. Uh, this month we're going to look at the song "Adoration." We bow our hearts, we lift our hands by Brenton Brown. Uh, we try to mix it up between old old classics and um, newer ones, which have done the rounds, and just try and figure out what's going on in them. So. Uh, I, I like to try and find out a little bit about the songs before we discuss them, before we dig in. Um, Brenton Brown is, is quite a handy guy to um, look at the songs of because he, um, you can often find him telling the story about the songs and they often come from quite interesting and very personal places. And uh, this one is no exception. So um, you can find, well, put a post to a, a YouTube video that Brenton's done where he talks about this. But but essentially this song comes out of a particularly difficult time in uh for himself and um, his wife, his wife, who was um, nine months pregnant with their daughter, Grace. Um, they basically, she noticed that the child had stopped moving. And um, when they went to the hospital, 
the the baby's heart had stopped and she unfortunately had to deliver the baby oh. stillborn and it was just an absolutely horrendous experience for them um and he talked about how in that context you can't imagine you could ever be happy again mm. And that this is a song written out of that context, which I have to say I find absolutely fascinating. I mean, mm. we've had experience of miscarriage, n- mm. not like that, um, but but still, experience of things of of that kind of loss where, and of those situ- I've had experience of the situations in life where you think, mm. can I be happy again? And mm. um, that's where this song comes from, um, and it begins to make some kind of sense of the context of the verses. This this idea of we bow our hearts, we surrender to the truth that all we need is found in you, suddenly yeah. makes a whole lot of sense because they, as yeah. a couple, are, are literally saying that. Um, and then he talks about the you know, towards in the second verse, the upward call of God and Christ as a sense of the best is yet to come. So this whole mm. thing is laced with this idea, which is then sung out in the bridge, um, and that's kind of that's the background um, of the song. Should we have a little burst of it? Yeah. Shall I give us a little burst? Go for it. We bow our hearts, we lift our hands, we turn our eyes to heal again, and we surrender to the truth. So on. That's roughly how it goes. I'll keep my guitar just in case I need it. Yeah. So I'm chatting. Great, Joel. So, so what do you think about this then? Is this someone you've used regularly? And yeah, this I have to say, this has been an absolute staple for me in the slightly more intimate devotional drawing mm-hmm. near to God's kind of bit. Yeah. Um, when I want to sing that, when I want to break from the kind of proclamation and praise. Yeah. Um, yeah, I've used this all over the place um so yes it's, for me this is a, a bona fide contemporary classic you on the other hand know it not so well yeah i know it but i i'm not sure that i've ever chosen it i think i may have played it when other people have chosen it but it's yeah it's not in my back pocket you know oh i'll use that kind of thing cool well we'll get some different perspectives then um, yeah let me jump in with a few things um so i think the, f- the first thing is to say that um I've got a few things I picked out that I think make it work, make it um, make it um, really well used and singable. And one of them is this idea of taking a real life lived experience mm. and then responding to it in song, but having done it in a way which makes it completely accessible. There's, yeah, actually, you could easily sing this song with no no idea about that backstory. But were that your backstory, you could sing this song mm. and it would have that kind of meaning for you. And I think it's a really really good example of of something that's born out of a very personal experience but has become incredibly accessible and corporate 
um, at the same time. Uh, the other thing is the um, it's just it's built around a classic pop chord sequence. So mm. let's not let's not ignore that fact that if you do this kind of what is it? It's a one five six four. One, yeah. And it goes through that in the verse, goes through that in the chorus. Um, it's such a, I mean, it's possibly one of the most commonly used chord sequences in pop. Mm. But it's a good one, it works. And you can probably, as soon as I play it, you can think of Blessed be your name in the land, and a hundred other songs <laughs> that, that have yeah. that exact chord sequence. Um, uh, and then the other thing I would point out is the way it uses, uh, in terms of the kind of the musical writing in it, it's particularly in the verses. It's got this every these these phrases, similar shaped phrases. Each has a tiny little leap in it. There's yeah. there's enough variation in it to make them musically interesting because the the note you leap to is slightly different and it comes down a little yeah. bit towards the end. But you never caught out. You know, you know exactly how those are going to be shaped, how they're going to be phrased, and that mm. makes it really easy to get hold of and latch onto to to sing. I, I was going to say as well. Like I'm really impressed at the the range. How the the range is is uh, is quite narrow, isn't it? Really, it's only goes down to a B, up to a C. So it's just just over an octave. Yeah. And that, particularly the verse. You know, you start D G G D A A, um, and then D. Da, da. How do you sing that last? Da, 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 da. Do you not sing yeah. like that? Do maybe I sing it wrong? Da, 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 yeah, da, da, da. yeah, I'm not sure. Anyway, but like to to kind of keep within that range, as you say, to using leaps rather than going by step, mm. um, but for it still to be really, really secure because it sits so nicely on you know on top of the chords and it's just it, it just feels very secure to me. Yeah, there's another leap, isn't there? In the in the course, so it does this like kind of run followed by a leap. But receiver adoration, so there's a lovely little run down, mm. and then just rather than receiver adoration, receiver adoration leaps mm. up to the suspension. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you've got this bit, and and all those kind of high when you leap to a high note, especially when that's supposed to be on. It's like that's the key word in the song. This idea of adoration mm. um, is then it really highlights that moment. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. I really like. I think that the musical writing is really strong. Um, I really like as well uh, the line at the end of the verse two. You have our hearts, Lord, take our lives, mm. and I think that's one of those songs that you know it may it may not work so well in other contexts, but in a charismatic type context where the emotion tends to be to the fore, and the you know the chorus is all about adoration. So you, you have our hearts, Lord, but then that line. Lord, take our lives is kind of going one step further and saying we don't just want this to be about this moment of yeah. singing, but actually we're we're committing all of ourselves to you. Yeah, um, I think that's a really it's a neat little line. Um, the, the other thing we always do in this slot is we say uh, if the writer had brought it to us when they were writing it, what would we have said? How would we have chipped away at it and tried to improve it? We never fail to come up with something, do we? Mm. Even though we we potentially ruin great masterpieces of the of the genre. Um, I don't think anyone's crying, to be honest. But no, nobody's really listening. So <laughs> fine. Um, so what would we have done with this? I mean, I picked out a couple of things. So one thing I found when I when I sing this song is I'm really I really like this swell. Receiver adoration. I can't even see what happens is this. 
I get into my head that I know it kind of it stretches the word adoration across the beats and then mm. it lands somewhere and, and then it just wobbles. And as soon as I start thinking that, I panic a little bit when I'm leaving. <laughs> I panic that I'm going to suddenly get it wrong because it comes. So, do you ever do it? Th- you know, we, me and Sam every now and again pretend we can play the drums. <laughs> and sometimes when I play the drums, if I'm doing it, and it mainly only ever happens in church, I'm, I'm fine until I start thinking about what my limbs are doing. And then I suddenly think, how come those are moving independent? And that's it. I'm, I'm gone. I'm absolutely done for. I do. Um, it's a little bit like that with this one. I know that that thing, receive our adoration. I know it does that. So I panic a little bit, and so I look at that, and I just think mm, it's it sort it's so ingrained in the in the song. But I wonder if that had just been a little bit. Well, I might have panicked a little bit less. Certainly. I think I would have. I would have written it on the beat. I think. I think I would have gone receive our adoration, and I'm yeah. not sure I would have because I think he doesn't he resolve further. Yeah. I think I would have missed that out entirely. So receive our adoration. Mm. Mm. Jesus. It just it feels like it wants to be a little bit more secure. Yeah. Um, and then the, I guess the other thing I'd have picked out is the particularly is the bridge. So the bridge has this sort of a slightly blurred eschatology about it. Mm. Um, so you're not quite sure whether you're singing about now or you're singing about then. And I think maybe I used to think maybe that's intentional, but the more I think about the the context of it is about actually they're trying to sing of the, the the better day to come at that point, but it's all set in the present tense, and so you've just got this slight kind of every soul you've saved sings out. Is that like now? Is creation standing up? What's happening? And then we're caught up in the angel song, gathered your ancient throat. Well, it sounds a bit more like Revelation. Mm. So there's a set, there's a kind of ambiguity to it. Um, which, on the one hand, is sort of all right because, kind of, however you think about it, you can probably find a way of making sense of it. But on the other hand, I always like write. I always like to be able to say to writers, "This is what I think you're saying. Is this what you're saying?" Um, and for that to c- come across somewhere. I think the reason why how I haven't really picked it is I think there's a lot of themes in here, and it's the kind of song where I would go, "Well, you know, is it about leaving it all behind and pressing on that sort of Paul, yeah, Pauline thing?" Well, if it is, it doesn't really say that enough for me to choose it in a place where we're talking about giving our all to God. Is it about adoration? Well, clearly the chorus is, but actually the the verses seem to be about other things. And then you go to the bridge and that's, as you say, that seems to be joining with all creation and joining with the angels. And there's a sense of the end of time. And I, I just, I, I struggle with it, I think, because if it was just about, and it's one of those songs that I probably would use the chorus almost on its own, mm. you know, just in a sort of spontaneous moment of, oh, I really want to adore Jesus. Mm. Let's just sing that because that's brilliant. But actually, when you add in the two verses in the bridge, there are so many different themes here that I'm I'm struggling to know what is it we're really doing in this song? Mm. We're, doing, we're doing quite a lot of things. And, and that's, I don't know, you know. Yeah, I can all, see that. Do you know, I... When I have my own kind of personal repertoire, which is a completely undefined thing, but, you know, you sort of have your bank of songs that you mm. go to. I have in my bank of songs, there's a there's a bunch of them that, that essentially in my mind are kind of labelled generic worship songs. <laughs> and I like having a bank of solid 
generic worship songs where I don't really, where in a sense, it's just kind of saying a load of worship stuff, but all of it is solid and all of it works. Mm. And it's all, mm. and I think for me, in some ways, this fits into that kind of category. It's a sort of, yeah. and I've got a few others that'd be like, like a big lively one or, a, or other stuff where, yeah. And then I've got other ones which are very much on a theme and so on, mm. but a little kind of set of, because you, you can actually look around at a lot of generic worship songs. And when you dig into them, you just think, yeah. Yeah, that's so generic. It's not really saying anything, and so I've, I've like a little bank of of safe ones or, or good mm. ones, um, and I think yeah. that's where I've, it fits into my little in, into my repertoire that way. Okay, so it is great to be here in the first month of the twenty twenty twelve song challenge, and we would like to welcome two very esteemed guests to the podcast we have keiko ying and we have david brackenbury way welcome guys <laughs> thank you it's great to be here oh great david you've never been on before so why don't you just give us a little um, who are you what do you do yeah so i'm david i um i'm a psychologist by day mm. uh, but i go to a church in hull which for those international listeners is in the uk <laughs> um i've Probably been in that church for 20 years and headed up the worship for about 15 of those. Um, in terms of songwriting, I would probably describe that as accidental and occasional <laughs> over the last kind of 10 years and then discovered Resound probably three years ago. I've been coming on the retreat and really benefited from the 12 Song Challenge last year. So very excited for that to be starting again. Great. And you recently did an EP or an album or something? Yeah, I've um, I've got a really supportive church. Um, they've kind of supported the songwriting that happens um, by um, getting those songs recorded through uh, Matt Osgood at right. Worship Song Recording. Yeah, and that's been the third one that's been released of of songs. But what was special about the last EP is all of those did come out of the Twelve Song Challenge. Oh, so, awesome. um, yeah, nothing different to Twelve Song Challenge songs last year. Excellent. That's really good news. And KK, we've had you on uh, before a couple of months ago, but uh, what's what's new for you? What's new? Well, I guess the biggest thing for my family is that right now we're in the middle of a move, a big move. So we sold our old house and we are building, um, but our new house isn't ready yet. So oh. at the moment we're kind of in limbo and staying in a very generous friend's house who is out of town at the moment. So. Oh, okay. We're making it work, yeah. We're grateful for a place to place to stay. Great. Well, it's really nice to have both of you on. And the reason we've got you on is because uh, Joel and I felt that we wanted to bring more people in and get them kind of involved in leading and shepherding these songs during the 12-song challenge. And we know that quite a few people have kind of joined us right now for this journey and are maybe new. So I'm just going to explain briefly kind of what we do with the challenge and then going to get you guys to feed in some of your thoughts and uh, reflections as we go into this year but basically once a month uh, we will be setting a challenge it's normally quite focused it might be on a theme it might be a particular way of writing uh, it might be um, something to do with a particular part of the bible or the church year or just an approach to, to songwriting um, and then the idea is that over that calendar month uh, you have a go at writing a song and you post it up on the forum and then you get feedback from people on the forum and you do your best to kind of improve it over the month. And it's definitely not the aim that you finish the whole song in the month, 
But we say, you know, the minimum is just get something written and get something up. And this year, because we're doing the, the whole thing of like, if you do 12, you get a mug. There's an <laughs> even bigger incentive to, uh, to try and uh, get something up in the month, even if it's rubbish, even if it's like, oh, I'm so, ugh, this is awful. But just to get something up. And, and it's that kind of, you know, I know writers talk about, um, you know, just darkening the page. Have you ever heard that phrase for like, if you're a novelist or something like just, if you've got a blank page, just darken the page, just get something on there so that you kind of, you just get into the habit of that. Yeah. And then where you guys come in is, uh, you know, everyone who's on the forum can comment on one another's songs and give ideas and encouragement. But you two guys have been particularly good at that. And I think you've know, been some of the most active people on the forum at kind of giving people encouragement, giving people ideas and feedback. So we thought we'd make that a bit more formal that uh, David and Keiko are going to be like, I think we need a better term. We've been saying forum mum and dad. <laughs> I don't know if you've come up with a better title than that. Oh, um, cheerleaders? Prob- I don't know. Cheerleaders. That's nice. <laughs> oh, that's even worse. <laughs> For you, Dave, I could just Sorry, imagine David. you in, uh, in the whole cheerleading outfit, pom-poms and everything. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> no. Okay. Well, we'll, we'll keep thinking about a name. Um <laughs> Yeah, but basically, and then what we're hoping is that each month, probably one or other of you will come on and kind of feed back and say, okay, this is some of the stuff I've seen on the forum. And this is, you know, maybe one or two songs that we want to particularly highlight that have been started over this month. And uh, so that it's not just me and Joel wittering on all the time. We've got some other voices and some other perspectives and it's going to be exciting. So um, I guess I wanted to ask you two sort of personally, have you got goals for yourself or aims or what do you want to sort of see happen in your own writing and your own involvement with the challenge this year? Maybe go Keiko first. Um, for me, I I don't know that I, that I have any particular songwriting goals per se, but I have noticed lately that um, when I'm writing, I tend to kind of get tunnel vision in a way so that I'm focused I'm really focused on kind of the technique or mm. the craft of songwriting which isn't all bad but um sometimes partway through writing a song I'll suddenly realize that it's kind of turned into just an artistic exercise in mm. a way and um it sounds silly to say and maybe not everyone struggles with this but I will begin to lose sight of the purpose of the song as mm. being a means of worship mm even sort of through the creation process of it. So I would say that for me, my goal for this year would be to um, be able just to remember that with each song, as I'm working on it, to frequently stop and check in and just say, you know, Lord, what do you want this song Mm -hmm. to be about? Um, And then sort of be mindful of that and invite him into the process so it doesn't just turn into me, you know, um, obsessing over lyrics. Great. Thank you. How about you, David? Um, I think for me, like I said in the intro, we've got quite a generous church. And looking back at many of the songs I've written, they're probably not truly congregational. Mm -hmm. But they are born out of um, our experience as a church or my experience lived out in front of church. So I think that has a bit of mileage within your local community who know those stories. Mm. But I think reflecting on last year and thinking through to this year, it would be to push more... Um, intentionally into writing for congregational worship Mm. specifically. Mm. Um, So I think that's probably going to be one of my particular focuses this year. 
Yeah. Yeah, mine was going to be quite similar, actually, which is I I feel like quite often I write and I have the kind of UK church or a, a broader audience in mind. And actually, I'm, I've recently started going to a quite a small local Anglican church and we've got some particular needs and challenges and opportunities. And, yeah, I kind of felt that as I'm writing this year, I'd really like to write with them in mind and whether that's, you know, the adults, the children, the all age, the, I'm not quite sure, you know, I think it'd be different when it with each challenge, but I, I, I would like to be writing with these, with the primary aim of them being ideally used in that local church. And then whether, you know, anything else happens, I'm not too bothered. Yeah. Yeah. Good stuff. <laughs> okay. And the other question I wanted to ask you guys is, um, if people are newcomers, and maybe they've never used an online forum before or they're nervous about, oh, gosh, can I post my song? Or, you know, how does it work with, you know, people pitching in and revision and or any of those kinds of things? Just any tips that you guys have from your experience of kind of using the forum and and getting feedback? And what would you say? Maybe I'll start with David this time. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's such an incredibly, incredibly supportive and welcoming community. The, the diversity that we get on there is, is mm. massive. Um, I get so much pleasure from listening to the different styles that I could never write, that I would never think of, the different angles on things. Um, I think what newcomers will find is there are people who've done this once or twice before. Mm. And so maybe the way in which they give critique would be a little um, alarming at first because <laughs> you've kind of... Not not being used to that process, yeah. um, and and I think one of the themes, especially in the early months of last last challenge, was people asking for how to give critique effectively. Mm. Um, it's it's not just the place to go. Oh, that's brilliant, fantastic! But some people have really tried to hone particular songs that they've seen real potential in, mm. just to really make it as as good and as tight as it can be. Um, so yeah, take the plunge as well as darkening the page. Risk sticking mm. that MP3 up. Um, and as soon as it's out there, uh, just be encouraged by all the comments that will come back. People are with you on this and, mm. and wanting to support you in your local area. Um, it's a it's a great place. So this is this is advice. Yeah, advice for, for people who've maybe not used the forum before, a bit you know new to all this, questions, wondering what you know how to do it. Yeah, I I feel similarly. I feel like um, well, I know when I first started posting or have, getting feedback on my songs it it can be um a little bit intimidating and well it's scary to kind of put mm. yourself out there and whatever you've written is sort of usually pretty personal yeah. and so at the beginning if you haven't had a lot of experience with getting feedback it can be um it can be hard mm. but i feel like um it can be really fun to take on people's comments and really try your best to understand where they come from and try to integrate them or at least adjust what you've written um, to try to um, incorporate something about whatever it is that they have commented on. And, you know, sometimes you get so many different comments. Sometimes they're 
um, contradicting. And so, of course, you can't take on everybody's. But the exercise of at least trying Mm. to um, incorporate the comments, I think, is so, so helpful. And of course, you can always go back and and change it again if you really want to. But um, I I feel like it, it's to me, it felt like a class that I took in a way (laughs) where all of us were students. We were all, you know, writing and we're all trying to get better. And we're all simultaneously teachers in a way because, um, you know, you don't need a degree in music or Mm. 20 years of worship leading experience to be able to be able to just say, oh, you know, I'm not quite sure what you meant by that line or um, that melody is kind of hard to sing, you know, Mm -hmm. if this is going to be congregational worship. So I really think it's worth it to um, for our time in the forum to try our best to Mm -hmm. incorporate um, these ideas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's almost that sort of feeling of like trying on. You know, when you go in a clothes shop and you're just messing around, you're trying stuff on, you're like, oh, what does this hat look like on me? Or, you know, and there's a kind of freedom to that. And I, I kind of feel that, that that's, if we can hold it like that with our songs, like, oh, I'll just try that. Oh, that didn't work. Oh, I'll try. Oh, hey, actually, that does work. Or, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, and, and you, you sort of do have to, yeah, if, if at all possible, just kind of hold things quite lightly. And, and at the end of the day, we always say, you know, you have to own the changes, so if somebody Absolutely. says, you know, I really don't like that line, you should change it to this, it's fine to try it with their with their idea. But if you don't really own that, then mm-hmm. don't don't go with it because it, at the end of the day you won't kind of come out of it feeling like, yeah, I really you know, I I like my song. <laughs> and I guess yeah. as extending on from that, um there are some particular elements in the songs that came out for me from last year where the key element is actually a suggestion of somebody else on the forum, mm. where the thing that really has made the difference. And when we sing that now in worship, that brings back memories of how that song was developed and, and the contribution of that wider community. And, and that's been a really special thing that mm. none of these songs feel like mine in and of its own right. It's been a, a community effort. That's great. Yeah, that is encouraging. I'll tell you something I've spotted you two guys doing um, different things. Keiko, I, you're really helpful at recording little snippets of ideas you know i think quite often when we have we have thought about a song we kind of try and express it in words like oh if you put the minim over the you know that syllable and Mm. you know and actually if you can just sit down a guitar piano and just just kind of or just sing it out like i've kind of had this idea it could go like this you know and i i I always get really encouraged when you've done a little thing for me you know for my song oh you it could go like this i think oh yeah that's you know she's kind of really helped with this you know in in and so i would encourage other people to try that as well if you can if you've got garage band or you can just record a voice note or something you know if you hear someone's song and you think oh they could just tweak that you know give them a little tiny recording of that um i'm sure that will be encouraging and 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 just generally for you david i've, I've really noticed that you're a you're a really big encourager and, you know, you will always put at the top of your, your comments about other people's songs, you know, oh, I really like this. And, and you're quite specific about, you know, I like this part and I like this part. Hmm. And again, I would encourage people if they're using the forum to think about that as well. You know, it's easy. I, my, my tendency is to pile in with you could change this, you could change that, <laughs> you know, and I have to kind of, you know, not because I don't like things, but because I just, oh, of course they know they, that that's good. But people don't necessarily know it's good. So... Another thing I would say about the forum is, you know, make sure you put lots of encouragement. Mm. Any other things from you guys? Well, I feel like you, um, Sam and Joel, have done such an incredible job of um, setting a tone um, for the group so that 
it really doesn't matter whether you've been writing for years and years um, and you've written a hundred songs or whether you've just written like one song ever. Um, I've really appreciated that. Um, and I know that coming into it last year, um, when I first joined, I was like so nervous to post <laughs> my first song. I think I was like shaking to oh. press enter to send it just, um, just cause it's scary and there's a lot yeah. of people, but I just want to encourage anyone who, um, might feel similarly to, to mm. me that um, this it's a safe place yeah. that we're all kind of on this journey together. And, um, you know, no matter your background or your level ex of experience or as your education that, um, I don't know, I feel like each of us all have songs inside of us that are worth giving expression to. Oh, and yeah. so I just, um, I just hope that this, can be a safe place for us all to kind of be a work in progress together mm. <clears throat> and help each other grow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I would just probably say, set in your mind as much as you can. It's a calendar year, just commit to mm. to seeing it through, not just because of the of the fantastic mug at the end of it. <laughs> um, but It's all about the mug. It is all about the <laughs> It's just... Getting getting a song. When the th some of the themes last year were just, I uh, didn't see that one coming. So the funeral theme. It's mm. like, who, who saw that one coming? But so many powerful songs and so many powerful stories of people being able to use those in their community, which would have never been birthed were, mm. were it not without the, the kind of challenge. So I think even if it is, as you said earlier, just a, a short little um, reflection on what that theme is, just to know that it's done. And what I found last year, sometimes getting those out of the way, then allowed a second song in the month to come mm -hmm. that actually freed me from needing to do it for the challenge and was just, um, yeah, kind of an additional working of something. Mm. So, um, yeah, just find the time to, to really give it a go as, as best as you can. Mm. And come up with a better name than Foreign Mum and Dad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Although I think that might stick. Uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> um, awesome. Well, uh, what we're going to do is we are going to set the challenge. Um, <gasps> we may not do that with you guys on the line every time, but this time we are going to do that. Um, so this month's challenge is drum roll. Epiphany. And some of you are going, the what, who? <laughs> have you, how about you two guys? Are you, you part of churches that make a thing out of epiphany? Not really. No. Not, not exactly. I just have this vague idea of it having to do with the wise men and mm -hmm. something about, you know, after the 12 days of Christmas. Yeah. And then there's this sort of period before, what, Ash Wednesday or something? Yeah. Um, okay, I, I'm not it, sure. It kind of depends <laughs> who you ask. Um, I mean, I, I must confess as well that, I mean, I've been part of a couple of Anglican churches. I'm part of an Anglican church now. So officially that is a thing. Uh, but I think, in practical terms, what ends up happening in a lot of churches is you do your whole Christmas thing. That's a major thing. And then once Christmas is over, I think a lot of churches go, right, new year, new start. And you'll do a kind of vision series or something that kind of just takes you off in a different direction. Um, but this the word epiphany means manifestation or appearance. And it's kind of rooted in... Uh, a Greek idea of a manifestation of a deity to a worshipper. So basically when sort of God is revealed to someone. Um, and they reckon that it probably began as a feast to mark the baptism of Jesus. 
Um, so the sort of epiphany of God, you know, as the father, you know, speaks over the son and the spirit comes. So, but, uh, and in some traditions, that's the kind of end of the season is that story of, of the baptism. But it uh, later became more about um, God being revealed to the Gentiles, as in the Magi, the, the wise men. Um, and so basically now, as you said, KK, we have the 12 days of Christmas. And then after that, you have uh, the Epiphany Sunday uh, and the, or the day of Epiphany, uh, which is when you tend to focus on the Magi, the wise men. Um and uh yeah the stories that are then included between uh the magi and the baptism would include things like uh the flight to egypt jesus and mary and joseph having to run away from herod um the infanticide um of herod killing all the all the the boys and the uh the reference to rachel weeping um the the warnings through the dreams uh, the presentation in the temple, uh, Anna in that story at the in the temple, um, Simeon, what Simeon says, and his song, which is called the Nunc Dimittis, if you want to look that up, uh, <laughs> Simeon's song, uh, the 12-year-old Jesus visiting the temple, so Jesus kind of growing up and going to the temple and getting lost and all that, um, and also, to some extent, John proclaiming Jesus, uh, the Lamb of God. I know we focus on, on John quite a bit, in advent as well but but the proclamation of jesus being the lamb of god uh that is also included there and then all the way up to the to the baptism basically so it's kind of all the stuff previous to jesus ministry that isn't directly christmas um which to me i sort of look down that list and think wow there is something there's, there's a lot there isn't there and i i suspect there is stuff that you know there aren't a lot of songs can you guys think of any songs or any things that you're already aware of, of of things written around that or worship things written around that Liz Weiss um I don't know if you know who she is but she recently came out with a really beautiful kind of haunting song um I forget the name of it it but it has something to do with um Jesus being a refugee mm. and I think the first line goes something like away from the manger something they yeah. fled and so it's sort of this idea that the family were refugees and had to f um, flee to Egypt Mm. <clears throat> great I think um, when you were talking it, uh, there were a couple of Rich Mullins songs that came mm. to mind I think he picked up on um, some of those themes possibly in the song My Deliverer oh yeah 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 um, and there was one was it Man Like Me Boy Like Boy Like You something like mm -hmm. that which um, again yeah I, I think some of his writing was probably inspired by, by that period yeah my friend Sunil uh, Chandy wrote a song called Hush, which was about that um, infanticide story. And it's a very mournful, bluesy, it's quite discordant, um, crunchy harmony. Uh, it's more of a performance song, but then it's got a kind of choir part as well that people can join in with. Uh, but we can put links to all these. So um, if you guys send me send me links once you sort of maybe after this and we can put a bunch of links so people can get some ideas of other songs that have already been written uh, but our our sort of challenge uh for this uh first of our, the 12 song challenge of 2020 is to write something that would fit in a service covering one of those stories from scripture so basically that someone's preached on one of those stories uh presentation at the temple or 
uh, Herod or the Magi or the you know the twelve year old Jesus in the temple, and and they've done a talk, and then you want to have a kind of response to that, or you know you want to sing about that, and you go, oh, this is the perfect song. So it may be uh, that you you tell an element of the story, or you refer quite obviously to an element of the story. Or it might be that you just sort of jump off that and you use that as more of a, of a hook. So Joel's got a few suggestions that he's made here. Uh, he said, uh, take a key verse and use it as a springboard or a hook to build a song around. So, uh, for example, John, uh, the Baptist saying in John 2.29, behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. That could be your hook. And then you could build a song around that. Uh, and something that Joel said here is I would let I would try to quote it quite precisely but then let the rest of the the content develop it so that's on a key verse use that quite close to the bible text as you can but then feel free after that to kind of write around it uh his second suggestion so this is a different suggestion entirely don't feel you have to you know take all these uh, on board in one song but a different approach would be to inhabit the story and write from within it so imagine that you are Simeon and you've waited all your life to see the Messiah. And what does that feel like to, you know, actually, wow, you know, this is, you know, now I can rest because I've I've seen my Lord or, or whatever. Um, so Joel's got a few songs like this, uh, things like Listen to the Words of the Risen Christ, sort of written from the experience of the disciples being there when Jesus reveals himself after the resurrection. Or again, When My Flesh is Weak is the disciples... Uh, at the Garden of Gethsemane. Uh, so that kind of sense of inhabiting a story and writing a song from within that. Um, that's approach number two. Approach number three is to to literally tell a story. So to have an element of one of these epiphany stories. And, you know, we, we know that we live in biblically illiterate times. And, you know, we might have grown up in church we might have all these stories sort of bouncing around our heads but actually for many of our congregations they don't necessarily um so it may be that we choose to do a sort of storytelling song that you know could be in all sorts of different styles it could be a you know di for different groups different different audiences but but to tell a sort of story in, in a worship song format of some kind but then what's the response to that you know how do we therefore worship or respond or turn to god or confess or you know is there a natural way of uh you know looking at a particular story telling a story and then kind of coming to god worshipfully uh and then um the another the, the fourth idea would be to kind of set some of the poetry of this time so you've got something like the nunc dimittis the song of simeon uh you could take that song and you could turn that into a worship song uh so like t you know using stuff that is already you know written out poetically in the bible and you know just versifying it or making it work as a song and then finally uh you could take the whole idea of epiphany so we talked about that being like manifestation appearing so could you do something about god revealing himself uh, maybe you'd want to do some reading around those verses or reading around the season of Epiphany, but then kind of make it your own in terms of, well, how do we experience God today? You know, we don't necessarily have Jesus walking around and, you know, coming to our temple or whatever, but how do we experience God here? What's What would be an Epiphany for us to, to realise, oh, God is in this place? Or 
So that's five ideas, and we'll put those uh, on the notes, and we'll we'll email them out to everyone who is involved in the twelve song challenge. Any anything that strikes you already, guys? Any? Oh, I could have a go at that. I could I could approach that. Um, I think those pointers are really helpful to to kind of just set us off on on doing something. Um, and what started off sounding like quite a, a narrow task is feels like actually it fits quite well within within our corporate worship. Mm. I think there's something within there that we could meaningfully write a song that, yes, directly relates to a certain message that's spoken, but could some of them could probably be used much wider than yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, I think some some really good ideas of of how to get going. Um, and and I think what will probably happen through the forum is that people will start to to kind of pick one of those or their own path and we'll we won't just get like lots of idea three mm. we'll get um mm. a, a yeah, nice yeah. breadth across yeah yeah great yeah i agree <clears throat> sorry <laughs> sorry <laughs> <laughs> sounds good i'm excited yeah any yeah. ideas any 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 initial thoughts no nothing <laughs> <laughs> just throwing this at you guys yeah um I think, like I think, like we've said, it's it's not a um, it's not a period that I've been familiar with with kind of thinking about much or heard much kind of teaching or preaching specifically about it within church. Um, so I guess what it is going to do is push all of us to to kind of read a little bit, to research a little bit, to um, to add to what's already been shared through the podcast. And I think that's that's going to be a good thing in mm-hmm. terms of understanding that part of the church's calendar and what it means. Yeah, for sure. Awesome. Well, uh, 12 Song Challenge people in out there in the world, uh, we are challenging you and we are encouraging you to have a go at this and we are really looking forward to what you're going to post on the forum. And uh, just a reminder as well that to get the mug, you don't just have to <laughs> ch- write and post a song, one thing a month, but you also have to comment on somebody else's song. So this is not just about doing your thing you know it only works when we also comment on each other so um so yeah get writing get commenting get encouraging one another and uh we'll see you in a month's time and see what we've written yay all right let's do this (laughs) it feels like we need to do a countdown yes (laughs) (laughs) five four three two one twizzle challenge Awesome. Thanks, guys. Take care. Thank you. See you later. Bye. Well, thanks, Sam, David and Keiko. I'm really looking forward to getting stuck into the first of those challenges. Just in case you're wondering what happened to me and why I wasn't in that section, I'm afraid I disappeared off sick shortly after talking to Sam, which uh, probably isn't his fault, though. We will retain a few suspicions around that one. Uh, The featured song for this month is uh, one that I wrote, in fact, um, and it connects a little bit to this epiphany theme and it's the song Our God Was a Refugee so that's something we can listen to on the way out in the meantime um, we're looking forward to interacting with lots of you in the 12 Song Challenge forum if you haven't yet signed up and you want to you can visit resoundworship.org forward slash 12 that's the number 12 song challenge or you can just enjoy listening to the podcast you don't have to do anything especially formal to get involved or even to have a go at these um, songs but do drop us a line podcast at resound worship.org you can find us on twitter at resound worship or facebook.com forward slash resound worship.org uh, until next time happy writing
Our God was a refugee, one who flees to find their safety. Our God was a hunted child, once exiled from home and country. Our God wasn't welcomed home by those he known as friends and neighbors. Didn't know where to lay his head, and forced to tread through many dangers. But our God is a fortress strong. Cross was every curse. 